Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Great business comes from discovering needs and solving problems, not just always replicating what someone else did or making it better, finding something and making it better, yes. But I think really discovering your why is what do you want that serves more than just you? You can't have a selfish why. My guest today, Jordan Elizabeth Gelber, a New York-based actress, two-time entrepreneur, and content creator who's found her bucket list career using her voice and talents and platforms to empower others to create their own pathways to success and unabashedly follow their dreams. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Crystal Laurie. Thanks for joining. Despite Jordan's struggles with ADHD and PTSD, She's found a way to bridge the gap between creative aspirations and business strategies, a mindset that's helped her build her marketing and development agency, Star Baby, and her two-sided marketplace and streaming platform called Aperture. This conversation delves into how she's grown those businesses over a decade and has managed to maintain her acting work throughout her successful entrepreneurial journey, plus Jordan is so much fun to talk to. Let's get right to this conversation. Jordan Elizabeth Gelber, I'm so happy we got to do this. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure. I love having actors <laughs> for various reasons, because I myself, I feel like I'm driven. I, I'm attracted to performance, obviously. And I love creatives. And you've created so much what you're doing now with two different companies. You're acting as well. This show is a lot about your pivots, your transformations, and your mindset, how you got there, what we can learn from it when people are thinking about a new chapter or a second act. So you have Star Baby, a digital marketing company. You have Aperture and Over the Top or TTT Network. I want to dive into those, but also we want to dial it back to your early days as an actress and how this all began. So walk us through it, Jordan. Excellent. Well, yeah, it's so much fun to wear a bunch of different hats. I know a lot of people get a little uh, scared of it, but I think it just goes to show, and this is the beginning of my story, is just go after what you want and don't let anyone else stop you. You can do everything if you set your mind to it. Some days are definitely hard, but I would say I've always wanted to be an actress, and I think I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since I was very, very little. Yeah, I'm an only child, so I spent a lot of time by myself inventing all the things that I wanted. And it's so funny right now with the Barbie movie, Barbie definitely inspired me to be an actress. <laughs> so, so inspiring. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to create my own world. I wanted to also create opportunities, spend time with more people and create opportunities of telling great stories and all that stuff. As a kid, you know, it's funny as you grow up and you reflect on your life, how these little things really did affect you and became the building blocks to your career. Yes, that can be so true. I know, Jordan, you studied graphic design in college. and immediately started freelancing right out of school. And that job ended up teaching you a lot about becoming an entrepreneur, crafting your own business in what eventually would be entertainment. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So being a freelancer led me to how did I get this business going, which was I had this great job where I worked for this woman for a year. Now I call her the Antichrist. I don't mind saying that out loud. <laughs> but I worked for this woman. She was in investment banking and she had this brilliant idea of creating fashion shows to the public. And she liked working with me as a designer because I had not, not that I was a marketer at the time. I was just a graphic designer, but a lot of the strategies of graphic designer 
your designs are being used for marketing. So I would listen and understand stuff. And all of a sudden I started thinking that way. You think critically to a certain degree while you're doing things. And so this woman liked the way I thought and she wanted me to work with her. I ended up working with her for a year and it was six to seven days a week, 10 to 15 hour days. And she would dock my pay. She didn't think I did things well. And it was very cheap. But honestly, it was the best experience of my life because it was like grad school condensed in a year, Mm. compounded into very deep weeks. And it was painful and it was hard. And I was a glutton for punishment because she was tough to work for. But everything I learned in that year, I still use to this day. The reason why Star Baby came out of this was I'd worked on a fashion show with her that I literally spent six months working by myself because it was just me and her. And I ran every department and I learned like I was doing sponsorships and the model casting and all the different things. We were starting to just not butt heads. She was not happy with the fact that people were getting close to me and not her. And I understand that. I mean, it's your business. You want a relationship with the people. Yeah. But a big lesson I learned from working with her, which is a lesson I tried to carry on to the people that work with me or work for me, which is relationship building is the best thing you can do when it comes to having a business, regardless of if it's just you freelancing or you working in a business or you starting a business, relationships are everything. And towards the end of me working for her, we would build relationships for the purpose of one event. And then she would exhaust them completely to like take advantage of it. And I just think at the time it's because she worked in a very corporate environment and she was doing to do something very creative. And I really saw how fragmented the lines were because Creative people want to make money, but money is corporate. But corporate people, you can't harness creativity. It's a, it's a, it's a variable that changes all the time. Mm. So I saw that kind of straddle that I that I can understand, but someone like her couldn't understand. We kept butting heads, and at the end of the day, uh, I'd gone to the event. I was there. We had a really cool celebrity designer from Project Runway, and we were ready to go. And that day of the event. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And I quit in the middle of the event. I left. My parents were in Rhode Island. I took Amtrak to Rhode Island. They were on vacation. I met them. I cried, 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 cried. I took everything that I had. I wrote it down. And I said, I have to start my own business. I'm going to have my own fashion show. I worked really hard to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start my own business. Screw that. I'm not, I just wow. can do this. That's a real pivotal moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't want to play this card, but it's been really very evident lately that I see, which being a girl, you really get put in this position where you feel that you always have to just keep getting to that place where someone will let you shine. Mm. And I think things have changed now, but either if we're aggressive, we're seen as dramatic. If we're complaining, we're seen as whiners. If we're frustrated, we're being overreacting. And if we have an idea, it's not always taken seriously. And at the time I was just fed up, even though this woman was a woman who was mentoring me, she was the way she was. She was very aggressive because she worked in a corporate world where she always had to be that kind of person around a lot of men in her office. And I saw that and mm-hmm. I learned from that because you really realize you have to survive in your surroundings. And I knew I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be angry. I didn't want to start something out of anger and I didn't want to start something out of frustration and I certainly wanted to be open-minded and pave the way for other people to to learn from me and have their own. I wanted to find people and make them their own Jordans. Like, get pissed, start your own business. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work for myself. I like doing everything. I don't think I can work in an office. My brain works too fast and I get bored and I wanted to be stimulated all the time. And I love the idea of creating opportunity. So I left that job and started my business that day. I planned my fashion show in two weeks. I raised about 12 grand in crowdfunding and sponsorships. And I 
just did it by the seat of my pants. I did it. And my first event had over 300 people and I have beautiful pictures from it. It was just the beginning. And the way that Starby became about at that time was I needed a business name. I didn't have a name. I said to my parents, I need to have a name. My mom's like, well, in the 80s, I had this business called Star Baby Enterprises from this song called Star Baby. And I'm like, cool, we'll just use that. And I thought I would <laughs> have it and leave it because I thought it was really lame. But it's become such an identity of mine that people call me Star Baby. So that was the beginning of Star Baby, which was just I woke up one day and I gave myself the permission to do what I want. Mm, amen. It's a blessing. Not a lot of people can do that. And there's a lot of responsibility with being an entrepreneur that's unseen. It's not just about the people, the responsibility of your clients, because I started doing events and then events turned into marketing and and film production, which I'll get to in a second. But you also are paving the way for a lot of other aspiring entrepreneurs that you want to show the blood, sweat and tears. You need to decide more than anything, like this is the job you have to do. This is your calling. You can't do anything else. When people ask me, like, why did you start a business? How did you know you want to be an entrepreneur? I couldn't do anything else. And I felt that I really could help people. And the best way was to be having my own business where my job was helping other people make their dreams come true, regardless of the business. And that's really been the whole crux of Star Baby. And that's how we became a whole 360 marketing and business development agency. Right. So you want to be a launchpad for other actors or is it not just specific for that community? I got really into business of acting later on, but my business has never been around helping actors. My business became into entertainment and productions, Star Baby. That's how Aperture came to me. Mm -hmm. But really with Star Baby, when I started doing these events and more people started coming to me for social media, which was new, right? And started coming to me for marketing strategy. And I would work with all these different people, specifically like real estate people and motivational speakers. And that led me into production. And I saw how a lot of other entrepreneurs were having struggles putting themselves out there. And that's how I really started building my agency which is I wanted to work with small businesses and help them with everything because there was a lot of businesses that would do one thing here and there. And I saw a lot of people would spend their money in like several different places and didn't know where it was. So I would bring it to one place and be like, okay, come to me and I'll do your social media and I'll do your email marketing and I'll do your SEO. And also like, let's build out your business plan because the things that you do for marketing have a purpose, even social media, which people think, oh my God, it's just posting what I ate for lunch or my selfie. Oh no. It's such a vehicle for more. It's such a vehicle for more. There's purpose for every single action that you do. Your business is a life cycle. It's your baby. So you need to know like where it wakes up, what it ate for breakfast, where did it go to school, <laughs> where did it get married? Where was its home? And where did it die? I mean, like businesses have life cycles. And treating it as such. And so mm-hmm. working with other people and helping them get there so the CEOs can take a step back and do what they need to do, which is build their business. I liked kind of being that secret weapon behind the scenes that was kind of pulling everything together. And so working with people's brands, the biggest awareness I had from that, which led to Aperture and doing all these crazy things, which even now explaining it, I'm getting exhausted trying to remember. Because <laughs> uh, it's just been my life for so long. Well, it's it's a complex narrative. I think you're doing a good job walking us through it and not leaving out really important parts because you're talking about the birth of Star Baby, right? (laughs) Like no pun intended there. And then that led to Aperture, which is, again, just for listeners, it's an OTT network over the top, which I didn't even know what that meant, actually, when I read your bio. Explain that to me. Is that a component of Star Baby that you utilize? Yeah, so OTT, which 
is so funny to say. It's such a weird term. I, I have a page on my Aperture page. I used to have it on Starway because WTF is OTT because no one knows it. <laughs> exactly. So, I feel better now knowing that it's not totally widespread knowledge. It's not. It's People don't know, just like with storytelling, people don't know when they're working with AI or an app or OTT, which is very funny to me. The <laughs> funny thing about having another business was just kind of talking about the fact in this narrative of me discovering all the, remembering all the elements that got me to here is also showing how businesses evolve. So mm-hmm. one day I was doing events and my boyfriend at the time was like, Jordan, I think it's cool you're doing events, but you're burning yourself out. Like you're an actor. Why aren't you making films? And a light bulb went off and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like if I did events or I filmed things for people, which YouTube was big, people were looking for people to film their YouTube channel and film their pilot or do their short film film their video course that they were selling to their audience, right? Right. I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. I know enough people. And I decided that also as an actor, the whole reason I started Star Baby was I wanted to act whenever I wanted to. I didn't want someone to tell me like, oh, I can't act today. I booked this great job, but nope, I have to be in the office to help someone else today. And I wanted more control. So I thought to myself, well, filmmaking or understanding that world, making those relationships would only help me more as an actor and, and also sure. I could help more people who are actors or creators and filmmakers because I get the business side. I'm already working on it. I was developing a lot of web series at the time and really looking into that and web series led to now streaming networks. So the, the kind of stuff that we have today, for example, Netflix, Netflix is an OTT platform. Hulu is an OTT platform. YouTube in itself is an OTT platform. In a nutshell, OTT platform is really just an app or a widget where you digest streaming content. Okay. And that's probably the worst explanation I could say of it, but it's the simplest way I can explain it to people when I say like over the top or over the transom, which is really what it was called a while ago, out of the box, like all these little things, (laughs) which just means I don't digest content off of a TV anymore, right? We don't really do. Or like broadcast television, right? Broadcast television, which has changed completely, right? I don't watch it on the normal thing. I don't even think, people have cable anymore or maybe they do a lot of people don't very interesting yeah transition these days but right yes so i didn't okay so now i understand the umbrella term (laughs) thank you for clarifying that so that network are you using that specifically for the clients that work with star baby doing that i realized like i had to splinter because you can't do everything right i can't do like i'm doing real estate videos and also do you want to be a part of this film like it doesn't that does not yeah to investors, it doesn't make sense to clients separating it because the needs are different. Got Even it. though I saw like people in corporate wanted me to market them like rock stars, and then people who are rock stars want me to market them like corporate. They want to be taken seriously <laughs> when the core people want to be taken like fun. They want to be the coolest and the baddest and the most innovative entrepreneurs and market themselves that way. So separating it was really important. Yeah. Aperture originally was called Star Baby Network, so it was a part of Star Baby. I wanted to create an opportunity where it was a two-sided marketplace and entertainment because the issue with business development is you're the middle way between this person has an idea and they have an audience. You are the vehicle that helps them get to the audience or the audience get to them. And I thought to myself, well, in entertainment, which is extremely fragmented, how can I do that for independent filmmakers? Because I really believed in how we should have indie content. Yeah. And I develop a two-sided marketplace, which is going to be this OTT platform where I would find unique, undiscovered pilots and shows and films, and I would distribute them on a network, a streaming platform, an OTT platform, and then I would market those projects 
to distributors and to producers and stuff. And they would see the content on the platform and they maybe would sell them. So everything we, uh, mm. we they would buy them. So the purpose of the network was a vehicle to be like a living marketplace. And in That's a, cool. in a, industry where like Netflix, you want to live on Netflix and Hulu, you want to be on there and all these other boutique indie networks, but there's a bunch, they need to feed the beast of always having content and building a library. My business was only, I wanted to be an incubator and give people what they wanted, which was distribution. Got it. The reason why it turned into Aperture is that I saw that the two-sided marketplace concept of connecting buyers and sellers, buyers being distributors, sellers being creators, that's the, the two-sided marketplace model. It was much more than I can't just be a marketplace. So Aperture became, I have this unique opportunity where I find unique content. I have a big talent acquisition process. Mm. If I feel like they're ready, I put them on the network. The fact that I have the ability to distribute content that comes to me gives me an upper hand because that's what people want. They go to all these film festivals, pitch stuff and pitch deals and, and pilot selling and short films to feature all these different weird worlds, creating your own content. You want distribution. You're hungry for distribution. You want it. And I just want to be able to give it to them. I wanted it to be more accessible. So Aperture became its own company by having a network, but also being a two-sided marketplace in multiple ways. So the network's a two-sided marketplace. The business runs a two-sided marketplace. We do entertainment consulting on the front end. Everything we bring in, we bring in to sell. So if you want to have a project developed or you want your project to be sold or whatever, we help you at every stage from ideation, creation, and distribution. And it all birthed from the idea of having a network that I wanted to incubate original content. And now I have this full-flown business where I get to really help people. And in this world where we have a whole strike right now, it's great to be able to work with independent creators and kind of empower them and inform them with the knowledge that is the business side of entertainment. So that's my both sides of my brain. Coming together. <laughs> well, you're very passionate as you talk about it. So obviously it's rewarding for you. It's fulfilling, as you said, to be the launch pad for others, but you've also tapped into your skill sets. You're also acting all throughout mm-hmm. this. That's amazing to have that kind of multifaceted day to day in terms of achieving purpose career-wise. You're still young, but you've really reached a level of self-awareness at an early age, which I respect. Mm -hmm. And I think we can learn from you. So talk to me about what you think has been most critical and what people can take away from your narrative on really finding your purpose. Do you believe that there is such a thing as professional purpose? I think there's a thing of professional purpose. I think that people get daunted with the term professional and they don't realize Hmm. purpose is your why. It's like the wonderful Simon Sinek talk. The why element and the purpose narrative is what I try to do with every single person that I work with. Hmm. My job is to help people control their narrative and direct to their purpose. So to me, I thoroughly believe in professional purpose. My life is exciting because I wanted to make it exciting. It's also stressful, right? Like all the different ideas come up in my head, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the frustration. I'm grateful for these things because my trials and tribulations will be able to pay it forward for the next person so they don't have to go through that. It's a good way to so look at it. So purpose can be identified in multiple ways. In terms of my professional purpose or others discovering their professional purpose, I ask people four questions when they come to work with me. The easiest way I'll explain it is when people kind of ask me to produce their projects because everyone wants to make a movie, I think, or everyone wants to to create something. And and it's fun. I think it's exciting that everyone wants to create something and everyone wants to create a business or a product or whatever. My four questions is this. Why do you want to do this? Your why? Not because like I was a ballerina when I was five years old and decided to make a ballet movie or whatever. But no, like I want to do X. I had struggled doing Y. I learned this way to do it. And I saw that I solved a problem and I solved a need that people had. Great business comes from 
discovering needs and solving problems, not just always replicating what someone else did or making it better, finding something and making it better. Yes. But I think really discovering your why is what do you want that serves more than just you? You can't have a selfish why. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. Yes, that's a little selfish. That's fine. That's the identity I want for myself. But I make my purpose and I make my services about the fact that I am in a position that I can create opportunity for people and I feel responsible for that. And I wanted to be able to help the underdog because I was an underdog, right? That's my story. So I always tell people like, what's your why? Why did you make this? Why should I care? Why does this need to be made now? And why are you the one to make it? If you can Mm. answer those questions, then I hate to say it, but you might be thinking about things in a selfish manner. We live in a world where so many things now are accessible when they weren't even just 10 years ago. You know, I did start my business very young. I started my business at 23. I'll be 35 in October. To me, now having it like 10 years later, really being a young entrepreneur, that was, you know, climbing up and seeing how people interacted with me and and really understanding how I saw businesses thrive and what I knew I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. I think when you discover what your why is and and how that weaves into your career or your life's professional purpose, have a list of non-negotiables that you refuse to do if anyone tried to kind of like compromise your true essence. I think a lot of us really struggle with the fact that we, like I feel guilty if I take a day off. That's not healthy mentality. I feel guilty when I'm not working because I've gone through so many things. I mean, COVID affected all of us. So I'm still dealing with COVID stuff like business-wise. So when I'm not working, I'm guilt. I feel guilty, but I change that. You know, I change that guilt between like, I'm excited to work. I've had moments in time and you will have moments in time where you hate what you're doing. But if it's your company, you can't hate your baby. I mean, it might be pissing you off today. Okay, you pissed me off, but I still love you and I still put love into it. So make sure that whatever you decide to do in the trials and tribulations, the highs and the lows, you give love to it. And when you're at rock bottom, you get love to it. I, I said this to a client the other day. I was like, I'd rather be broke with integrity than be rich with sales gimmicks. I've been at the position where I've I've tried to sell everything because I I enjoy doing that and I love the fact you know love making money like everybody else but I saw that I couldn't stretch myself that far that I was promising over promising and under delivering so instead and I wanted to work with quality people and sometimes you have to be patient following those people so I started making my non-negotiable list what are the kind of people I want to work with what are the kind of people I want to surround myself with the biggest lesson I ever learned once you find your purpose find your people and have people that either are running parallel to you or running in the same direction as you. Find people where your strengths are their weaknesses and their strengths are your weaknesses. They're like the reverse. I always mess this up. But finding people, <laughs> finding people where like you have a strength and they have a weakness. So you help them. But also finding people where like you have a weakness and you find somebody strong in that because you guys need each other. We all want to be successful. Yeah, like complementary personalities yeah. on your team yeah. that support you. And you support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nothing without my team. Without my team, I don't have a business. I can't grow without people who believe in me, who are working with me. So my my purpose also encompasses like, how am I helping them make their dreams come true? Like, how can I help them get to their next level? Like, I would gladly give you what you needed if I could. I would do whatever I could, even if it's time or referral or what kind of project do you want to make? You know, I, yeah. I think it's important to give back as part of your purpose. Not only give to yourself, but give back because gratitude goes a really long way. Sure. Wow. I feel like 
we could definitely have you on for a part two at some point. It's really inspiring to listen to all that you have to offer to the world. I just feel that you are going to do amazing things. So where should I send people to keep up with you, follow you, your, your online presence of choice? Where's the best place to find out more? My two favorite places to connect with me personally would be Instagram at Jordy underscore star baby. So J-O-R-D-I-E underscore star baby. Mm-hmm because I am star baby. And LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my secret weapon. It's the thing I do for all my clients and also actors. I teach them how to do it. So find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Star baby and Aperture have been on pause with social media on purpose. We've been really focused on educational content. So definitely follow us. We're going to have some new stuff coming out. Great. Our new content is really about educating people on how to be their own entrepreneurs and how to create their own stuff and how to create a world for themselves where they can work for themselves. I'm just really impressed. I cracked code so early on. <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> yeah. great to see. And I wish I had seen the Barbie movie with you because I feel like we would have had a great conversation oh, yeah. afterwards. I was in all the pink all the time. I'm so happy. I didn't get my roots done. I wasn't blonde enough. I was so sad. I, I, I was wasn't like, blonde enough and I didn't have enough pink on. <laughs> Love it. Barbie is a good thing where like you can be everything. Let's see more content like that, right? It's just really promising to see that stuff out there. Jordan, Elizabeth Gelber, thank you so much for giving me your time today. We really appreciate it. Like I said, we'll have to have you back soon. Thank you. I'm Crystal Laurie. So appreciate you listening. And for your support, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social at Bucket List Careers. And you can always DM me or email me, Krista. C-H-R-I-S-T-A at BucketListCareersPodcast.com with input or a guest idea. Love to hear from you. I'll be back Thursday with a brand new guest. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-M-I-C-K media.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.